Hello and welcome to the CFE 365 podcast. That's right. You're not in the wrong place. You're not listening to the wrong podcast. We are the artist formerly known as the First and Beard College Football Podcast, but we've decided to rebrand the name to CFB365. As much as we like beer, let's be honest, we never discussed beer, Anthony, and uh, we wanted to appeal to more of a a fan base, and I, I don't know how we can really describe why we rebranded, but we felt it was the best way to go in the future, but... With that, and with it being a quiet time in college football, Anthony, I think there's no better time for us to kind of reintroduce ourselves to our listeners. We're just coming off our best episode ever, and yeah, everybody can get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the rebrand was was a good idea. Um, you know, I think as much as we like beer and we like talking about beer privately, uh, we weren't really incorporating it into the podcast itself. So we thought we'd appeal to a better audience with a name change and uh, hopefully going into the future, uh, that's exactly what will happen. We'll get a much larger audience because of it. And yeah, I think with that, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's just talk about us for a little bit. There hasn't been a lot going on in sports recently, or I should say not a lot going on in college football recently. So uh, let's just do what we do best and talk about ourselves. Absolutely. So I guess the best way for us to start this is uh... – I guess to kind of reintroduce ourselves, so uh, I guess I will uh, go first here. Uh, so if you're a brand new listener, my name is Dylan Callan Crowley. Uh, I'm one of the hosts here alongside Anthony Hazan. Uh, I've, I've been writing about sports and college football for uh, basically a decade now, I think. It started back uh, in 2012-ish, I think, uh, when I started writing online. And since then, I've been writing almost every day. And it's it's been a, a fun ride up for these almost 10 years. And I, I'm excited to see what's in store. I hope uh, one day I I could do it for a living. But, uh, yeah, th- that's basically me. You can find most of my work at uh, yellowjackdub.com and blackshootdiaries.com covering Georgia Tech and Penn State athletics, respectively. Uh, and we'll learn more about me as we go on. But, uh, Anthony, uh, how about you give a little bit uh, of a short blurb yourself? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, as, as you said, my name is Anthony Hazan. Um, I have been – me and Dylan have been best friends for a long time. We should probably Very also long. start with that. Um, we met uh, when I moved uh, to our hometown in the seventh grade. Uh, way yeah. back in the day, and uh, we've been friends since talking about sports. So this was kind of a long time coming that we actually started this podcast because we talk about sports every day. Ago. Yeah, because we talk about sports every day in our normal lives, and we just decided why don't we just do it formally and actually do a podcast on it. But um, I took a little bit of a different path than Dylan. Um, I am not a sports writer. I am not a sports expert by any means. I am actually going to medical school. So uh, I have been accepted into medical school. Um, I know uh, the last, it's not fancy at all. It's hard work. I know the last time uh, I kind of talked about that, I was just an applicant, but I have been accepted and I will be matriculating into this upcoming fall into a medical school. So I am very excited about that and to see where that takes me in life. But um, 
yeah, um, we can kind of go into our fandoms a little bit if we want. I know you have some kind of get to know you kind of questions. So yeah, that's my little blurb. Yeah, and uh, you bring us up, uh, knowing each other for so long, and, and it's true. We've uh, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is, we we've been talking sports almost. Uh, well, wasn't daily for those first few years, but once we got into high school, and because uh, we met in seventh grade, we we it was seventh grade in a CCD class. And then we we saw each other now and then didn't hear from much each other until high school when we ended up in the same class. And then from there, it's legitimately been uh, best friends ever since then. And uh, I mean, I remember us going into class every day when we had computers available to us. Unlike, you know, kids now who carrying around computers every single uh, class, which... Uh, it is amazing what it's happened just short time in terms of that, but we would be checking recruiting stuff even back then. And that was the 2012, 2013 recruiting classes, which I mean, it, that seems so ridiculously long ago, but yeah. So let's, let's learn more about each of our fandoms. So I guess the first thing to get out of the way here is I grew up a Penn state fan. I grew up in central Northeastern Central Pennsylvania, uh, basically. Um, so I, I grew up right in the heart of Penn State country. It's really, if you're not a Penn State fan, you're a Notre Dame fan. I never liked Notre Dame. I grew up in a Penn State fa- family household. So I grew up a Penn State fan. Uh, but Anthony, on the other hand, not, not actually uh, the same. Anthony is a Penn State fan, but... Uh, he had a, a very different avenue. Yes. So I today, uh, in the present day, I am a diehard Penn State fan, but it wasn't always that way. So I grew up in New York. I moved to uh, Pennsylvania when I was in seventh grade, and um, I did not immediately become a Penn State fan. I actually hated everything um, Pennsylvania sports, and I still kind of do, to be honest with you, except for Penn State. I hate the Eagles. I hate the Flyers. I hate the Phillies. I'm a New York sports fan and always will be, uh, to Dylan's dismay. But um, I'm a Penn State fan because I went to Penn State. Um, I was between Penn State and Pitt, and I hated Pitt. I hated the city environment, uh, so I went to Penn State. And um, I loved every second of it. It was the best four years of my life, and uh, I now bleed blue and white, which is which is awesome. Yeah, Anthony was very much at one point, and uh, we both admit this, is. Um, Anthony was very much uh, one of those uh, Penn State is a cult uh, type people uh, way back in high school. And, uh, I mean, even it, it truly is a cult, is it not, Anthony? Oh, 100% is. I mean, every college in a way kind of is because they all Absolutely. have that, you know, togetherness, family, like, you know, Penn State or die, uh, Alabama or die, whatever kind of school. They all have that mentality, especially big football schools. But, like, yeah, Penn State absolutely, on the outside, it could be considered one. Sure. And as we go on again, because we're going to talk more college football here uh, in terms of our uh, just uh, favorite stuff and all the time of that. We're going we're gonna to obviously have some Penn State-related answers, but we're also 
both going to have non-Penn State answers. Uh, personally, and you guys may have noticed this on the podcast, I try to stay very objective from Penn State. Uh, just And even in my writing for Penn State, I try to do that just because I, I want to be very objective in my views because if, if I do one day land a dream job in sports journalism, I'm going to have to be that objective. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But um, let's go on, Anthony. Let, let's go with our favorite teams growing up that uh, that wasn't Penn State football. Um, you go first. Like, I'm guessing you mean favorite college football teams. Yeah, favorite um, college football team that wasn't Penn State. I really hate to admit this, and you know what I'm going to say here, because when I first got into college football, it was actually because of you. That I asked, I you were the late NFL. bloomer to college football, yes. I was, I because I used to follow the NFL very religiously. Um, I used to follow like MLB, NBA, all the other pro sports, but I never got into college until I started talking to you. And this was back in 2011. And what was the big team in 2011, which arguably still is the big team today? Yep. It was Alabama. I was about to so say. I actually came into college football following Alabama and kind of supporting Alabama, which I'm not proud of right now because it was absolutely bandwagon. But, um, yeah, I kind of followed Alabama when I first started following college football. And I still follow them, but I don't really root for them anymore. Like, I don't really care about Alabama. I sure. completely dropped that allegiance. When I once sure. I went to Penn State, but but yeah, I followed Alabama for a long time. Uh, yeah, no, I you very much were an Alabama, and that's okay because uh, I mean you're new to the sport, and if you're gonna pick a team to watch when you're new to college football, picking Alabama, you're gonna see some of the best football played because they're the best football team back then. They still are now. They're playing the best conference, uh, so you're always gonna watch good football. Um, it should also it should also for, be said that in 2011 I was we were what 14 years old, so I yeah. was 14 starting to follow college football and I just picked the bandwagon and art like I would hate that now like I would never pick the best sure. team but like when I was 14 sure, sure why not yeah uh, now my my favorite team that's not that growing up that wasn't Penn State I I, I don't know if I could say truly a favorite but teams that I've always enjoyed watching. Uh, and this is going to tie into one of my favorite players, too. And um, for a long time there, and it's very much a bandwagon answer. Uh, I was, I guess, let me see if I have this question coming up. Um, no. But I guess this kind of goes into my first cultural memory, some of my first cultural memories. So the first cultural ball season I probably remember from start to finish is about. 2005 uh, growing up that was probably the first time in in terms of me remember knowing what's going on in college football that Penn State was good they went 11-1 that year uh, and they were a Mario Manham touchdown away from probably competing for a national championship uh, but either way uh, right around that time the Florida Gators were the best team of college football. And uh, so from an early on age, I always enjoyed following the Gators. And it helped that I had family who lived in Jacksonville at the time. So just a little bit away from Gainesville. Gainesville. Uh, so I would say probably the Florida Gators were my number two team 
growing up. Um, yeah, so I, I'd have to say Florida. And then um, I had a cousin who played uh, at Texas. So for a little bit there, I was also a Texas fan. Um, but yeah, um, and I guess since I mentioned my first kind of memory there, because uh, I would say my first true Gulchwell memory is that last second touchdown by Michigan in 2005 against Penn State, uh, which if you're a Penn State fan, uh, you know exactly what game I'm talking about. And, um, that is quite the stereotypical way for a Penn State fan to remember uh, stuff, uh, usually pain. But uh, what I'm interested, what is your first college football memory? Oh, man. Um, I, I don't know what my first memory is. Like, the first thing that I can think of, which is crazy, I forget if it was 2011 or what year, but, like, the kick six, uh, the Bama-Auburn game, that was 2013. That's, like, the first thing that I can, like, distinctly remember where sure, I was. Sure, sure. Where I was and, like, what, what I was doing when it happened. I was actually with one of my friends uh, from high school. We were watching it in my basement. And we were just kind of, like, talking. And then, like, it was kind of an afterthought, the game. And then, like, we tuned in, like, right as it got good. And then we saw that happen. And it was like, oh, my God. I also remember yeah. – I guess I remember the prayer, too, uh, the Nick Marshall toss to, uh, when Georgia hit oh, yeah. into the air. I remember that one as well. That Auburn dream season, I just remember that for some reason. But, like, that's, yeah. like, the first thing where I can distinctly be, like, I remember where I was and what I was doing when I saw that happen live. Sure. Uh, and you came in, and there's and we're going to go off on a little tangents here and there. So, But I, I'm sure those who are listening, you'll enjoy thinking about remembering some of these memories. But you, you came into college football uh, fanship probably just a season too late because 2010, Cam Newton's – uh, season at Auburn was ridiculous. Uh, and I mean, I remember his Iron Bowl game. Auburn was down like 24 nothing to Alabama, and Auburn came back and won that. That was a that was that that's a that's a moment that stacks out to me because I would say for me, I remember little blurbs and stuff from college football from 2004 to 2006. 07, I remember really well. Everybody knows that was the craziest year in college football history. Kansas was a top five team. Rutgers was a top five team. USF was a top five team. Um, I remember 07 well. I remember 08 to a point. 09, I remember really well. And then 2010 is when I, I probably started remembering everything that's happened. Not everything, but a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, that kick six, if we're talking about memories that stand out in the last decade, that kick six was still maybe the best play in college football history I've ever seen. Um, oh, yeah. yeah so, go on. I will say one of my favorite, you talk about Cam Newton with Auburn. Um, like I, didn't, I didn't actually watch him when he was at Auburn, but uh, one of my favorite highlights that sometimes I'll go back and watch just because it's so fun was that game against LSU where, like, he breaks off that 45-yard touchdown run where he just, like, sure. turns on the burners, like, 20 yards downfield. And, like, he's just faster than everybody in LSU secondary. And it's just, like, he was just so electric, man. He's just one of those guys that in college you just go back and you just look up his highlight tape 
and you just sit back for 10 minutes and enjoy it because he was he was just amazing yeah and i mean if if we're talking and if we're talking about plays that have stood out to me in my uh young self uh, watching college football i mean uh and these are plays everybody knows. I mean, there's the Oklahoma uh, uh, Boise State play. Festival Statue of Liberty play. I remember that vividly. I remember the Bush push vividly. Uh, Vince Young's fourth down touchdown in the national championship against USC. Um, what else was there? There was... Uh, Appalachian State beat in Michigan at the Big House in 07. Uh, there's so many great memories uh, that still some give me chills thinking about. Uh, so I guess, what is your favorite college football play or memory uh, of, of your fanship? And I think I know this answer, but what's your favorite memory? I mean, just like, I'm trying to like keep my answers like not all Penn State related, but like let's be honest. Okay, but... so give the Penn State answer here, and then uh, I'll give my answers, and then you think of a non-Penn State answer too. Okay, so obviously I have two, honestly, for my Penn State sure. related. Um, obviously the block kick. I mean that's just yeah. that, I was I was at that game. I was a sophomore in college. I was there the too. Time. So yeah, you were there. That's right. Because um, I didn't I get you those tickets. Yeah, your parents were going to go to the game. Uh, something came up, they couldn't go, and they gave them to me and my girlfriend, uh, Brooke, for free. And it, it's the best free tickets I ever got. Paid 60 bucks for parking because, you know, Penn State's greedy when it comes to that parking money. But, uh, yeah, upper deck, uh, three rows on the top of the stadium. Uh, is that the south end zone the student section is? think so south end zone third deck um yeah that was cold windy night um it was the night uh the chicago cubs also won the national league and i remember uh talking to a guy behind me saying you know uh if chicago can make the world series maybe penn state can find a way to win this game because at the time i mean going to the fourth quarter just before the fourth quarter, it was still 21 to three, I believe, or something like that. And then Trace McSorley got a touchdown um, to make it uh, 21 19, I believe. Uh, and uh, now I remember, hold on, I got it. You, you're yeah. like, you're, you're all wrong. I'll remember. So it was 21 to seven going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, 21 7. Um, but Penn State was driving. So yes. like we were we were like near the red zone or in the red zone, and then I think I forget who caught the touchdown, but it was twenty one fourteen, like very soon into the fourth quarter. And I remember because a lot of students actually left because they were like, "Oh, we're down two touchdowns in the fourth, we're probably going to lose," and um, a lot of people left. But um, they scored that touchdown quick, and then people realized, "Oh shit!" Like we actually are in this game, and they tried to get back in, and they couldn't get in. So it was really funny for them. Stuff yeah, to be them. that's right. But um. Yeah, so Penn State, we we kicked the field goal, made it twenty one seventeen, um, and then the block yep, kick that's right. scored twenty four twenty one, stopped Ohio State, and we won. Obviously, the block kick will always be a memory I hold forever. I'll never forget that game as long as I live. My other memory, 
is the Michigan game in 2017, just because the year before they took it to us, they murdered us at um, at the big house, and then we gave it right back to them the next year at home. And uh, that Saquon Barkley run on the second snap of the game when he took it from the Wildcat and just booked it 70 yards, that was electric, man. I'll never forget that. Yeah, as uh, go back to 2016 quickly. Uh, now that I do mention it, I, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, I remember, uh, I can't actually remember who scored the first touchdown for Penn State, but I remember a few. I remember we Marcus Bosk. Yeah, it was Godwin. That's right. Corner of the end zone. Uh, Marcus Ball. I remember Marcus Ball scored for Ohio State. Uh, and I remember uh, early second half, Curtis Samuel breaking off a 60, 65 yard run. Uh, and if I'm correct, there was also a safety in that game uh, because there was a bad snap on a punt to Blake Gillikin, and he had to run the ball out of the back. It went out of the back of the end zone for a safety. Yes, there was. You're right. And uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, then there was the there was 21-7 there. Uh, Trace McSorley got ran to the corner of the end zone. Yes, he did. It was Trace. Yeah, ran to the, the corner end zone. It, it was a very close play. Uh, I, I still watch the replay, and I never know if, if he actually got in or not. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a hell of a game. And that, that 2017 memory, that's a good one, too. And when I, other whiteout games I think of, I mean, I think of um, 2019 against Michigan. Uh, first play of the game, uh, Michigan has to call a timeout because. They were going to have a delay game uh, because how loud it was at Beaver Stadium, and then there, there's of course uh, many others. But uh, favorite non Penn State moment for me? Oh God, um, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, you know what? I I don't know if it's truly my favorite, but it's one that always makes me laugh and smile. Um, the the Michigan State uh, miracle at a uh, at the Big yes. House in, in twenty fourteen or fifteen, whatever that was. Yeah, uh, he has trouble with the snap. Uh, God, that that is me. You and me quoted all the time, and uh, me and my college roommate Austin will sometimes just text each other uh, the full play by play of the, that. Uh, it, it is. Truly, one of the, my favorite memories in college football. Uh, God, that that's just such a great moment. That was such a, a beautiful moment. Um, poor Michigan, that poor guy that had his, like the surrender cobra. Like he, he's like he's forever immortalized for that moment where he has his hands on his head and like, like you know that that is what it is. But, um. I think for me, um, my favorite non-Penn State moment has to be the Purdue-Ohio State game. I sure. think it was, was it 2018, 2019? Yeah. No, 2018. 2018. 2018, yep. 2018. Because I, I was a senior, I remember this. Um, it was, the whole thing with Tyler Trent, you know, obviously, yeah. uh, rest in peace, Tyler Trent, he passed away. But at the time, he was still in his cancer battle. And um, Purdue was a massive underdog at home against Ohio State. And uh, Rondell Moore had the game of his life. Purdue um, 
seemingly blessed by the heavens above had the game of their lives. And there was just nothing Ohio State could do in that game. And uh, Purdue just ran them out of the building. And uh, this felt like a special moment. And, uh, you know, everything Tyler Trent could have ever dreamed of. So, you know, I'm glad he'll always have that. Yep. And he'll always be immortalized for that. That's one of the beautiful moments in college football. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And, uh, I mean, from I mean, for my fair play, I mean, I, I didn't want to say the kick six or any of those uh, typical ones. And that, that what I gave is probably still typical. But, I mean, other plays that jump out just over the last five years, did uh, not five years, but even seven, eight years now, uh, Jadavion Clowney's hit against Michigan. Sorry. Yeah, against Michigan. I love the that hit. Um, and that Johnny Manziel play against Alabama where he follows the ball, catches it in the air again, and throws a touchdown. Uh, if we're talking about uh, Manziel quickly, I mean, uh, sure, he was a bust in the NFL, but he was one of the funnest quarterbacks to watch in college football history. Uh, but uh, talking about players, I, I I think we can both I think we both have the same favorite Penn State football player of all time, correct? Yeah, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Saquon, Saquon Barkley okay. is is from our area. So yes, we love Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um I interviewed Saquon when he was in high school, which is my long lasting claim to fame forever. Um but uh Another great play there, Saquon's run against USC in the Rose Bowl. Uh, we can make a top 10 plays. list off Saquon Barkley. I mean, the dude had so Absolutely. many moments. Absolutely. Um, so, But who's your favorite not – I'll go first on this one. Uh, but our favorite non-Penn State college football player. And, uh, mine's going to be a very uh, stereotypical uh, – not really stereotypical, but – it's Tim Tebow. I mean, growing up, uh, right when I was starting getting into college football, he was the biggest player in college football. He he was he's arguably the greatest quarterback in college football history over an entire career. And I mean, the dude was electric. I mean, you just, I I just have to go back and watch his highlights sometimes because he was such an amazing college quarterback. Uh, so uh, I'll go Tim Tebow. You know, it's funny because you actually mentioned it before I had a chance to, but mine is the complete antithesis of Tim Tebow. And my favorite ever is Johnny Manziel. Um, I like he was around the time that I really got into college football and he was just so fun to watch. I mean, obviously it didn't pan out, but the dude was pure entertainment anytime on the field and off the field. The man was just pure entertainment. Um, That play against Alabama is obviously what put him on the map. Um, that game put him on the map but I mean he was just so fun to watch the dude made magic out of absolutely nothing half the time you can make something out of nothing like any other quarterback I've ever seen um yeah uh, I wish it would have worked out for him in the NFL I wish he would have kept his head on straight but I mean for those two years I mean he was just he was just money he was money Manziel Johnny Football Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think of maybe a more current player that would be up there. I mean, uh, God, who is a 
there's been a lot of, lot of. I'm trying to think more. Of maybe who's an under under the radar player who I've enjoyed a ton over the last decade or so. Uh, God, this is it's actually hard to think about because I'm trying to do this on the spot. Uh, an underrated player from the last decade. Yeah, uh, I don't know if underrated, but somebody who necessarily wouldn't, somebody wouldn't necessarily go off the top of their head and say as one of their favorite players. One of their favorite players. So, so somebody um, who's who wasn't a star necessarily, but was still obviously good, like a. Uh, I want to say like a guy like J.T. Barrett. Like, sure. Like, yeah, exactly. He's not a, he's not a, a complete. He was a very good college quarterback, but he's not. A, he wasn't a complete, uh, like, stud quarterback. Very few people are going to say. I think, uh, a uh, maybe. Kid, you're taking too long on this one. Now you got to. Yeah, I know. There. Because there's so many that's coming off the top of my head, so I'm thinking, what's the best? First one, best first answer. One, go. First one, go. First one, first one on the top of my head. Yeah. Um, Toby Gerhardt at Stanford. That's a really good one. Why didn't you just spit that out? <laughs> that's a really good name that I haven't thought about in years. I know. Uh, to- like yeah, Toby Gerhardt from Stanford, or uh, who else was there? There was. Um, um, I'm blanking on his name right now. I I can't believe I'm blanking. Who? Uh, it doesn't what matter. team? What team? Um, I, I want to get it myself. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do you have any under radar player that you liked? Under the radar player that I like. I don't know if it was under the radar, but like one name that popped in my head when you said Toby Gerhardt was DeAnthony Thomas from Oregon. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be under the radar, but somebody that maybe we've we've forgotten about over the last few years. DeAnthony Thomas is a great choice. Uh, All right, we're rambling definitely. now. Let's let's keep it going here, bro. We've been rambling for thirty <laughs> minutes. Uh, all right, favorite college football game? Not no Penn State answers. Favorite college football game here? Uh, not video game. Actual game that happened. So what's your favorite game that you've ever watched? Man, my favorite game that I've ever watched. Oh, man, you're really putting me on the spot with this one. Um, I want to say... I want to say that Auburn-Georgia game, the Nick Marshall, like, Hail Mary from 4th and seventeen. I mean, the miracle at Jordan Hare, that one was just crazy. Um, sure. That's choice. just one of those moments in college football that you can't replicate. So I'll go with that one, just off the top of my head. Uh, mine uh, is a pretty uh, obvious one for me, and that is the Clemson-Alabama 2017 National Championship, I believe it was, the one at the end where Deshaun Watson finds Hunter Renfro in the final seconds of the game uh, to win it. Just one of the best com- from start to finish college football games I've ever watched. Uh, so that, and uh, I've gone back and watched it a few times. Uh, I'm 
by a few. I mean, once or twice. Uh, but I, USC Texas uh, Rose Bowl has to be up there for me as well. I mean, that's just an all timer. I mean, that's probably a top three all time game ever. So sure. yeah, and I mean, that, definitely. definitely. Oh, and this actually reminds me of another player uh, that I was thinking of. Uh, C.J. Oh, Spiller, a guy who was great, but nobody really ever thinks about him anymore. That's Spiller. true. I think isn't he Clemson's running back coach now? Isn't he? Like yeah, I, I think now? his jersey's retired at Clemson. I mean, he's the best running back in Clemson history. But uh, better than yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Travis was really good, but I think different eras almost, too, of college football. Uh, That's true. But I I think if Spiller played in today's game, he would be dynamite. Uh, Cole McCoy, quarterback-wise, up there. uh, One of of my – I always liked watching Cole McCoy play. Uh, I I enjoyed Matt Barkley for what he was. I never – Really uh, understood the hate for him. Obviously, he didn't live up to expectations. Uh, <laughs> talking about P- quarterbacks that got hate, I just remembered about Jimmy Clausen and uh, his infamous uh, commitment speech or what a signing day speech. Uh, that's great memory. Uh, but uh, if you have to start a college football dynasty, Anthony, with one team in an NCAA video game, so. Let's say NCAA 2023 comes out. Who are you starting with? And you can't pick Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, or anything like that. Oh, of what, course not. What, uh, so let's keep it to G5 programs. What G5 program or bad Power 5 program right now are you starting Dynasty with? Oh, man. Um, well, I was actually thinking along the lines of when I start one in, like, NCAA, like, 12 or NCAA 14, which are the two games that I have. Sure. I always used to start it with Memphis because I would start it um, with a team that, like, was bad. And I wanted to take them and make them decent. And then once I made them decent, I would use them as a launching point to go up the ladder. Um, and, like, Memphis in that game was, like, really bad. They were a 60 overall team. Like, they sucked. And... I always um, figure, all right, let's get them to where they are in real life, which is a really quality group of five teams. So I usually go with Memphis. Um, I've also went with Akron in the past as well, just because they were the worst team in the game at the time. So I go with them. But if I was to start one today, um, I might pick a team like Old Dominion, uh, maybe just because, like, Ricky Ronnie's there and, like, he's a former Penn State OC. So that could be kind of fun. Uh, so I guess, sure. yeah, maybe that'd be my team right now. Maybe Coastal Carolina, just because they're like a, a fun team to go with right now. You know, they just had a really good season. So yes, yeah, so a team like that. So in NCAA 2014, uh, which I still play rather often, uh, uh, I played it a ton in college, so I got a little burnout out for a while. But uh, I always like doing dynasties with Idaho because the Kibbe Dome is the best stadium in all of college football. Um, uh, so everybody who knows what I'm talking about with the Kibbe Dome, you know. Uh, but outside of Idaho, uh, other teams I always enjoyed playing with are uh, Eastern Kentucky. Oh, Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky. 
Uh, Western Kentucky, always enjoyed playing with them, had good success with them. I had a good run, actually, also with um, Hawaii for a while. Uh, I always thought that, that was a fun program to play with. Uh, and then for upcoming games, so in 2023, if I could pick any school to start with, I think starting with say Coastal Carolina could be cool, uh, and Appalachian State. But I would actually, I think, go with a team uh, like a UAB. Not a bad G5 team by any means. But I, I, I love UAB right now. Bill Clark's done a phenomenal job with the Blazers. And uh, I, I, would, I, I would just love to continue that story and take them to the next level in a dynasty uh, situation. Yeah, no, UAB is a good one. Um, like like you said, they've done such a great job of resurrecting that program after they were gone for two years. And they're a, a, not a top G5 team, but they're a mid to high level G5 team. And they're really competitive year after year. So no, it's a good choice. All right. Um, and I guess to start wrapping these things up, uh, Here's here's one just off the top of my head. You have only one game you can go to this upcoming season, and I'm on I'm at eliminate Penn State games. Uh, what game are you going to? I'm sorry, say that one more time. You you can go to any game this season. Can't be a Penn State game this upcoming season. What game are you going to? Oh man. Um, if you want to, if you want to take a look at the schedule quickly, go ahead. I already have my answer. I don't know which games are going on this year. I haven't really looked at the schedules. Um, you say yours real quick. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna go with Georgia versus Clemson. It's starting off the season, and I, I maybe week one or week two, but I mean that is gonna be a phenomenal matchup. Uh, two of the top, two of the true elite programs in college football right now. Uh, two of the best head coaches in college football right now. That's going to be such an exciting game, and it's going to set up really an early conversation for national championships. Uh, whoever wins that game, I think, is going to be the number one team in the nation in the following week and uh, is going to be in the uh, driver's seat to win the national championship, uh, in at least in the eyes of the pundits. Uh, so I would definitely have to say that game uh, off the top of my head. Um, I'm going to go with Oregon at Ohio State. Uh, this is a game we didn't Ooh. get last year because of COVID. Very good. Um, we weren't able to see that game happen, but uh, that would be a really fun one. Uh, two uh, dynamic offenses, two high-tempo offenses. Um, Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. Um, I think that would be a really fun game to go to and a really fun atmosphere in the shoe. All right. Well, do you have any other tidbits or uh, maybe questions that we can answer here before we get going? No, I think I think we've exhausted these people enough with uh, our own personal um, reminiscence stories. Yes, yeah. um, but no, it's been it's been fun doing this podcast. Uh, I'm enjoying it, and uh, yeah, it was kind of cool just to kind of talk about old memories, I guess. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, I know it. Well, one, if you're still listening to this all the way now, 
please let us know on Twitter and we'll send you a prize. Um, because if you have, and that's, that's, I, I have to question your insanity, but, uh, yeah, we love doing this podcast. I know some, some episodes we have only 10 people listening, but I mean, as long as there's people listening to our podcast, I think we're going to go as long as we can with this. Um, yeah, there may be episodes where I can't record or you can't record. And we have guys lined up who can jump in for an episode here and there. But uh, at least for us two, we're going to do this as long as we can. Uh, we just because, yes, we want people to hear our thoughts. But we do this because we just love this game and want, want to just get our thoughts out there. And uh, Yeah, we, we truly do love doing this. Not every week is exciting. It, some weeks. Yeah, it, you're not going to 100% look forward to it, uh, but that comes with the territory. But I, I can say that 99% of the time, I'm uh, very excited to do this podcast, and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. It's going to be a big year for us. Hell yeah, dude. All right, well, with that, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the CFB365 Cultural podcast. Uh, once again, my name is Dylan Caracarola. You can find me on Twitter at DylanCC Sports. You can find Anthony at where, Anthony? Oh my God, you still don't know it. A underscore Hazan 51. Yes. Uh, and then you can find the podcast at CollegeFB underscore 365. Be sure to follow us on there. Uh, be sure to leave a like on uh, this episode, wherever you listen to to it uh subscribe to the podcast if you can leave a review do all that special stuff that we always say and until next time have a good one and be safe